Burnout can dang near kill you. It is real, it is prevalent in the roofing space. It ruins marriages, causes divorce, has people turn to alcohol, drugs, or other unhealthy behaviors to disconnect, and if you're not careful, it will sneak up slowly until one day you reach a breaking point that you cannot ignore, and at that point, it is too late. And your two choices are to quit or bear down and find a way through it, and it's often in the hardest time of your life like the two times that I experienced burnout. But before I share those stories, this video is for you if you are someone who is nearing burnout right now. This video is for you if you're someone like me who jumps out of bed wildly passionate, racing through the day, it's nine o'clock at night and you just wish there was more time, but that feeling is melting away and being replaced by pure dread and drudgery. And this video is for you, owners and managers and leaders, when you're witnessing this in, in your team and you know that they've been busting their butt and they just need some, some kind of a way and a path to tap back into that passion that they had that you're watching just kind of fall apart. So if you're in any of those camps, watch this video and please share it because it can help all of us survive burnout and enjoy our life in roofing sales so we can smash our income goal and give every customer an amazing experience. Welcome or welcome back, Adam Benzman here. and Thanks for joining me today. The reason that I do what I do is because in my estimation, 66% or so of first year roofing sales reps quit or get fired. And burnout is an often cause of that. And some people burn out really early. And for those that do survive, many of them burn out later. And it again, ends up in divorce, alcoholism, uh, destroyed relationships that aren't ending in divorce poor health problems, and more. So in this video, I wanna share with you two really quick stories of how I burned out, and the most recent one was within about a month ago, but the, the big life adjustments that I've made, and you can say, hey, great, I'm watching a video from a hypocrite who burned out twice and is gonna teach me how not to burn out. Well, the point is, I'm not a saint, but I do believe that I'm on the path upwards, and I know that from the feedback from the people around me, because this video was actually inspired inadvertently from John Comerford on our team. And John said to me, Adam, you've got like a zen about you lately. You're calm, you're focused, you're present, you're here. It's like a new version of you. And it's largely in part to these seven different tips I'm gonna share with you that will help you avoid burnout. So let's get started. Now first, quick story. Uh, I, in my past life, when I was in roofing sales, I became hyper-focused on financial gain and growth, and I, I got really messed up in my head where I tied my net worth to my, to my personal worth. And I remember being on a treadmill before I, uh, by the way, before I stopped using the treadmill because a 12-ounce curl was a much easier way to relax. I remember being on that treadmill running, visualizing my next financial goal, hitting it. I mean, if that's not screwed up, I don't know what is. Quickly thereafter, I ended up saying, hey, that's too hard to work out. Let's just jump to the old 12-ounce curl. That's easier. I ended up gaining 30 pounds. Uh, my health slid. My personal relationship slid. I chased money, and I ended up in the ICU thinking I was having a heart attack before I was even 30 years old with a chest infection. And that chest infection is, when I say chest, that's the uh, sac surrounding your heart. And they said it's heavily linked to stress. And the outcome was you'll be fine, it'll hurt, whatever, it'll go away. Or option two, they need to go in and actually relieve the pressure and the fluid buildup from that infection. And again, heavily linked to stress. So the, the nurse comes over, she goes, are you under any stress? I'm like, honey, sit down, grab a notepad, let's chat. So the answer is stress is not good for you. Next time I burned out, which was not too long ago, it was about a month ago, and it was coming off the tail end of the highest stress time of my life, speaking at 50 different events in 26 weeks, so it's six months, I spoke at 50 events. Um, 
bouncing often from literally coast to coast. Like I went from Philadelphia to LA, uh, all over the place, two to three events in a week. I did have Christmas and New Year's off, but high stress, high pressure to perform, lowest sleep, especially with time zone changes, porous diet, and no time for, for fitness and really no personal life because I was only home a few days a week. And I was trying to get caught up with, with my business and my personal life and then back on the road again. So uh, during that time, which then later led to high, extremely high levels of anxiety, anxiety attacks, which I had never had uh, as an adult before. I had them as a child, but not as an adult. And it was just a, it was a, it was a horrible, horrible thing. And it was a wake-up call. So uh, I'm not sitting here preaching as a saint, like I've got everything figured out, Zen, meditation guru. But what I am sharing is practical advice that's helped me, and I hope it can help you. And I do hope that you can contribute by dropping a comment in the comment section below, sharing your tips to avoid burnout. So let's jump right into tip number one, shall we? Uh, tip number one is probably the most important uh, change you can make. And it's this little thing, your phone, get it out of your bedroom. Uh, what we often do is we have it set on our end table and it's our alarm and it buzzes. And then we wake up and we're like, oh, and we turn the alarm off and then we see our, our phone calls, missed calls, voicemails. We have our text messages, we have our team chat, and then we have our emails. And then we, we we're into it and then we're in reactive mode absolutely instantly the first second of the day. We literally wake up to work. We wake up in reaction mode. I gotta do this, I gotta do this. And then we're frantic and we're anxious. So what Sheena and I say is there's no contraband, meaning your phone allowed in our bedroom. We keep our phones plugged in in the laundry room, which is a separate room. We have alarm clocks in the room. That's it. Now I get up. I don't have this stuff uh, fully fleshed out on today's agenda, but with my morning routine, I don't even go in my laundry room to get my phone until I'm done and ready to actually start my day. So tip number one, get your phone out of your bedroom, buy a digital alarm clock. You can get them on Amazon for stupid, stupid cheap. All right. Tip number two is boundaries. If you're anything like me, I used to respond to calls all the time, day, night, weekend, text messages coming in, emails, all the time. And someone once said to me, Adam, you teach people or train people how to communicate with you. If you respond on a Sunday at 6.30 p.m., they expect a response at seven when they email back. So instead, what you can do is simply set boundaries. You can do that in your email signature. I check email Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. That's it. I'll get back to you during then, all right? Then in your voicemail, what about this? Example, hey, thanks for calling Adam, the Roof Strategist. Thank you so much for calling. I check my voicemails Monday through Friday between 8 a.m. and 6 p.m. If this is an emergency, please shoot me a text. We'll get you taken care of right away. Thank you so much again for calling. I can't wait to serve you. All right, just something like that where it says, here's the time frame in which I'm available to serve you. And that way for the people that push back at me and they say, Adam, well, what about an emergency? They'll call twice. If you say it's an emergency, text me, you're gonna look at it and see, okay, crap, there's a leak. I gotta go run this thing, right? Or some, the crew just fell through the roof. Something crazy happened, I gotta jump on it. All right, so that's number two is boundaries. Tip number three is sleep. I drank, started to drink the Kool-Aid that like sleep was for the week and that, you know, the real people get up and start their day at three in the morning. And I became, I was inching my time up. I became a, about a 5.30, 5, 5 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. natural wake up time. I started to inch it sometimes about 4.45 or so, but I kept finding that I'd go to sleep a little bit later. And then I, I started finding that I was just really draggy all the time. Uh, my brain wasn't like working properly. I just saw David Goggins speak at the Owens Corning Platinum Conference, and he said I, that he was, you know, surviving on minimal, like, two hours of sleep a night for many years. His adrenals went haywire. It's called adrenal fatigue, and it turns out it's a real thing. 
And that was happening to me. And he says, now it's eight or nine hours of sleep, non-negotiable. So now I have a bedtime. I'm in bed between 8.30 and nine, lights out at nine, my alarm goes off at six. And I used to be ashamed to say, oh, I sleep, I sleep until six o'clock. Well, guess what? I sleep until six, I do a meditation while I'm laying in bed. Instead of zipping myself up, I calm myself down. And that leads me to tip number four. So tip number four, after I wake up from my eight to nine hours of sleep, and I do my meditation, instead of, again, waking up, grabbing my phone, being zipped up into phone mode, and then drinking coffee and getting zipped up, I zen out and do my meditation to calm down, and then David Goggins inspired this one as well. He says, I do something that sucks every single day, and for me, that's running. And I began to run every single morning, get my workout in. Doesn't matter how cold it is, doesn't matter how crummy it is, I'm out there. I had a flight the other day, it was, I had to leave for like 7 a.m. I got up, I went to bed extra early, got up about 5 or 5.30, I can't recall. I threw a headlamp on, I live in the middle of nowhere in the mountains, it's pitch black and 20 degrees out, and I went for my three-mile run, because that was part of my, my self-care. So exercising first thing, because otherwise, if we exercise after work, for many people, I know some folks are good with this, but for me, after work, I'm tired, I'm hungry, I'm ready to eat dinner. And then I, instead of getting my workout in, I'm, I'm like, well, I gotta go eat, but then that takes time, and then it's too late to work out, or I eat, and then I'm too full, and I don't wanna work out because I feel like I'll barf. So I just get it in, and I don't have to worry about it later, all right? There's tip number four, exercise first thing in the morning, whatever that means to you. If you're not a runner, who cares? Go lift weights, sit on a rower, go for a walk. I started doing this, by the way, by simply going for a walk, ease into it, and then it turned into running. All right, tip number five. This is more of a recent one for me as well, and it's reading something non-work related to disconnect from the day. I got lost in these fantasy books, and I love it. I get lost in this new world. I felt weird like a, like a, like a bizarre teenager, like a dork, and then I, now I'm, I finished this one, it was like 750 pages or something. I was like, I'll try something new. But there's a second one in the series. Let me try the sample. Well, now I'm halfway through that, that second book and there's a third one. But I love that I get sucked into this story. I'm not watching TV. I'm lost in a new world. I disconnect and then I just, I fall asleep. And I love it. It's amazing. And I wish I had done that earlier. So there's tip number five, reading something to disconnect each and every night. All right, that's not business related because I used to do that at night and then my mind's spinning all night long with ideas. Tip number six is planning and organization. Every single day doesn't end. Like today will not end until tomorrow is planned. So tonight, by the time I'm done with work and I'm filming this now at uh, five, just right at 5.40 p.m., my day will not be done until I finish this, I look at what I'm doing tomorrow, when my meetings are and what tasks I need to get done and I'm organizing my day, what gets done when. And now I know exactly what I'm doing tomorrow. And in fact, I already have most of my week pre-planned from last week as I'm going through everything. Now, what does that mean to you? Plan your day the night before. Every day you plan the next day. That also means batching your time. In your mornings, you wanna do your non-income producing activities, meaning you can't be selling when it's seven to you know, 10 a.m. in the morning. What we wanna be doing is our administrative work, our, maybe our follow-up emails, some follow-up calls with, with folks on their way to work. So I guess that is income producing. You could be doing your supplements, your paperwork, updating your CRM, all those activities that kind of bog you down, get them out of the way at the right time so when you do get busy, all that stuff can get filled up with the real income producing activity, your sales appointments, generating leads, knocking doors, meeting with insurance adjusters. Again, storm retail doesn't matter, but planning your day and organization. And on that light, one of the, the pro tips that I have is when you are working in roofing, uh, in roofing sales, 
what we end up doing for many of us is time just fills and then we try to like sprinkle in our personal life around work. But then we get busier and busier and busier so that those sprinkle times dwindle. And then a year, two years, five years, 10 years goes by, you're like, I haven't taken a vacation, which happens to me, by the way. It was like up until this year, I think it was like three years before I had a vacation. And instead, Sheen and I sit down and we have planned out our entire year. Vacations. We just got back from a four-wheeling trip to Moab. It was amazing. Okay, our, We're going to, to on a vacation to Cabo. We're going to go see my family for a family reunion. We saw her family, which was pre-planned for a lake house. We rented a lake house. All of these things are pre-planned so that way when work gets busy, we just work around it. So if you're someone that feels like work just kind of overwhelms you, pre-plan your stuff and, and you'll just work your stuff around it. I know it'll be scary, it was scary as heck to me, but I promise it'll work. Which leads me to tip number seven and my absolute favorite one. This comes up a lot in the studies of anxiety and health and wellness, uh, which is having fun. Go do something that is fun. You need to fuel yourself. People would tell me this. I'm like, that's boring. Just work, get it done, let's go. And now I've found just such rich refueling of living life. And speaking of fun, that's why we went to Moab. I mean, I just got back last night. Sheen and I, we hooked up our four-wheeler. Her mom and her, and her, her stepdad came out and we went out and just were in the desert and it was gorgeous views. We had some super fun four-wheeling, one really sketchy spot where everyone got out because if I was an inch over, I'd roll hundreds of feet down a mountain. Really not a fun time. Whew, makes me sweat thinking about it. But we had a blast and we built that time in. So do what fuels you. Have fun. Do the hunting trip, the fishing trip, the outing, the bucket list trip. I, I, I'm making up for lost time, my friends. I just went to see the Northern Lights in Alaska uh, not long ago. And this winter is in March. And again, built that in right after my, my breaking point, by the way, is what, what prompted that one. Uh, it was just gorgeous. So have some fun. So in summary, quick, the seven tips to avoid burnout. Phone, get it out of your bedroom, get an alarm clock. Number two, set boundaries on your phone uh, in communications for your voicemail and your email. Number three, sleep. Don't shortchange yourself, eight to nine hours a night. Number four, exercise first thing in the morning. Number five, when you go to bed at night, read something that allows you to get lost in a world and disconnect and don't read business books at night. Number six, plan and organize your days. Plan the night before, structure in all your vacations so everything can build around it. And then number seven, have some fun, go do it. That's all for this video. Thanks so much for joining me. Just because our time here is about to wrap up doesn't mean your and my time has to. So if you haven't yet done it, I invite you to join me inside our free training center right here or text the word free to 303-222-7133. That's 303-222-7133. Or if you want to hang with me here on YouTube, YouTube thinks you're really going to love this video. And I will see you in the next one. As we come to a close, I just wanted to wrap up with a personal message, a quick ask, and an invitation. First, I just want to say thank you so much for spending your very valuable time with me today, whether you were driving between appointments, working out, or doing some chores like the dishes in the house. And if you've found any value in this episode or any others, if you've experienced personal sales breakthroughs or been able to give customers an even better experience on your journey to smashing your income goal, then I ask, would you please write me a review on the podcast platform that you're listening to right now? It'd mean the world to me, and thank you so much. Now for the invitation. If you're an owner or a manager or a 
sales rep who's currently not satisfied with the sales training platform that you're using. Maybe you don't really have a formal training for yourself or for your team, and you're looking for that place to turn that might align with the values and have the team already bought in, then I'd love to invite you to learn more about how I might be able to help. Just the same way I've helped many, many thousands of folks just like you solve the very same sales problems that you're likely facing right now. And this platform is currently being used in every single state in the US by many, 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 many thousands from tiny companies that are just getting started to quite a few of the largest roofing companies in America. And it's one of the reasons that I've been selected as Owens Corning's official sales training partner. Now, inside this program, you're going to learn how to self-generate more leads without having to spend more money on marketing or rely on your company if you're a sales rep and learn how to overcome objections right there on the spot like that without the cat getting your tongue or getting caught on your heels. And you'll be using a system to be closing sales in the house confidently without coming across as salesy and without winging it in the house. And the system is lightning fast and I put my money where my mouth is and I back it up with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you're not satisfied, I'll buy it back from you. And it is a one-time only investment. We don't rope you into monthly fees or annual fees buying the same stuff over and over again. Now, if any of that interests you, the best next step would be to get a demo. And that way you can see and decide for yourself if it's even worth it. And to do that is super easy. You can just text the word demo, D-E-M-O, to 303-222-7133. That's demo to 303 222 7133. Can't wait to tour you around. And thank you again for joining me on this episode. And I can't wait to tune in with you on the next one.